0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a real joy to be here, to, well, it's a joy to minister the word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. And uh, I'm certainly thankful that your dear pastor has invited an an old duck (laughs) to come and to share the word of the Lord. And I'm, I'm, I'm just rejoicing in all that God has done. As he said, I was here about three, four years ago and had a great time. As we ministered the word of the Lord and and saw God do great things. You know, uh, we've been on the road now. We left our church about 18 years ago, was it? Yeah, something like that. We've been coming and going and we've been in Europe and doing missions work. And uh, wherever the Lord has opened the door, we've gone and God has done great things. Every so often I run into someone that says, Pastor, where are you? You know, what's happening in your life? You know, we all go through seasons of life. You know that. And uh, so I I, I found something that sort of depicts my life to a certain degree for the moment that I'm living in right now. And I want to share it with you because I think it's good because everybody goes through seasons and it's, it sounds like the Bible, but it's not the Bible, but it's sort of similar. And it goes like this. And it was so God created the mule and told him you will be the mule working constantly from dawn till dusk. You'll carry heavy loads on your back. You will eat grass, lack intelligence and live for 50 years. The mule answered, to live like this for 50 years is just too much to bear. Please give me no more than 20 years. And it was so. Then God created the dog and told him, you will hold vigilance over the dwellings of man to whom you'll be his greatest companion. You will eat his leftover table scraps and you will live for 25 years. The dog responded, Lord, to live 25 years as a dog like that is just too much. Please, Lord, give me no more than 10 years. And it was so. Then God created the monkey and told him, You are a monkey. You will swing from tree to tree acting like an idiot. You'll always be funny and you'll live for 20 years. The monkey responded, Lord, to live 20 years like the world's clown is just too much. Please, Lord, give me no more than 10 years. And it was so. Finally, God created man and told him, You are man, the only rational being to walk on the face of the earth. You will use your intelligence to gain mastery over all the creatures of the earth. You will dominate the world and you will live for 20 years. The man responded, Lord, to be a man for only 20 years is just too little time. Please, Lord, give me the 30 years the mule didn't want, the 15 years the dog refused, and the 10 years that the monkey rejected, and it was so. So God made man to live 20 years as a man, and he will dominate his world. Then he shall marry and live 30 years like a mule, working and carrying heavy loads on his back. (laughs) Then he will have children and live 15 years like a dog. He will guard his family and eat his... Children's leftover table scraps from their plates. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> and here it is. In his old age, he will live 10 more years like a monkey, trying to be funny by acting like an idiot to amuse his grandchildren. <laughs> so now you know what's in store for you. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles this morning to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. There are so many different themes that a minister can speak about. There are so many areas that need to be addressed in the time and in the world that we're living in. So many different areas of our own lives that we go through struggles, we go through battles, we we have challenges. They seem to be fresh and new each and every day. But this morning, I'd like to go back a little bit. I'd like to go back to one of the basics that we have experienced, that we know, that we can count on, that you can stand upon no matter what is going on in your life or what is going on around you. The Apostle Paul, as he writes here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, he says this, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ our Lord. God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because of the triumph of the cross, you and I are saved by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? John picks, to that, picks that theme up and he says this. Thus, thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by your precious blood. Because of the triumph of the cross, because of the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, demons tremble in terror. Can you say amen? In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, and they, the church, and they, the church, overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by their word of their testimony. Can you see the case that God is building for the power of? for the working of the Spirit in our lives to overcome the devil. Satan doesn't fear you. Satan doesn't fear me. Satan fears the blood of Jesus Christ that is covering our lives, that is with us day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, that we can go into the toughest of times, the greatest of struggles, and see victory by and through the blood of Jesus Christ, that is a constant. Church, can you say amen? Every demon is terrified. By the blood of the cross and the witness of your testimony. Now think about that. So very often we are a little timid to share our testimony, aren't we? You know, we we sort of back away from it. But the word of God tells us that because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, you and I have power in our testimony to see lives change, to see the miraculous take place. So very often we sort of relegate that to the spiritual elite. We say, well, you've got to be a pastor to do that. You've got to be an evangelist to do that. No. God has covered you in his precious blood. The cross of Jesus Christ was there for you and I. And when you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior, He indwells you and you have the power of God within you to accomplish. And your testimony has power in the world that we're living in. Come on, church, give Him praise this morning. Hallelujah. It is the blood that gives that gives us the power to live the overcoming life. Did you get that? You and I can live the overcoming life. We can walk in victory. It is the blood that gives us power that we can pray through. That's a terminology we don't hear too much anymore. Praying through, praying through to get the results, to see God do that great and mighty thing in our lives. To see God change the circumstances, to see God do miracles. We can pray through by the blood of Jesus Christ because that is the foundation we can receive it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the blood gives life and power to your testimony. To your testimony. Turn to your name and say, your testimony. There's power there that can revolutionize lives. No one on earth knows fully the awesome power that is in and through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is a supernatural, this is a supernatural weapon that God has given to each and every believer. When you and I whisper the name of Jesus, when you and I claim the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we have awesome supernatural power. Come on, give him praise in his house this morning. Hallelujah. Now, now these are good things, but I, w- I, w- I want to classify them. You know, we're not saved by church membership. We're not saved by water baptism. We're not saved by good words. They're good things. They're good things. We're not saved by religion and ritual. We are saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. There is no redemption other than through the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, we've just celebrated Easter a few, a few weeks ago. And... It, yeah. In the world that we're living in, it's so easy to get it clouded that, that you know, what was Easter was all about. And, 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 and to recognize that Easter Easter was a day of victory. It was a day of celebration. It was a day of emancipation. Because you and I were slaves. We were slaves to sin. The world today is in slavery to sin and to the devil. But today... Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been set free. My wife and I had the privilege of going into East Germany about three months after the wall came down. And and East Germany was a very repressive society and culture. You couldn't do it. There there were more spies and people watching each other. The stories they told us would blow your mind. You would go to church and the person sitting alongside of you could very well be a, a, a police spy to see what you're doing in church. So I was talking to the pastor and I was going over some of these things and I said, well this is, you know, this would be and he said, wait a minute pastor, he said, that was yesterday this is today and I was saying something, I said, that's yesterday this, you see, when the wall came down and liberty came into East Germany everything changed but when you and I come to the Lord Jesus Christ and receive Him as our personal Savior everything changes the old things passed away and all things become new, come on, give Him praise in His house this morning the fear of yesterday is gone. The guilt of the past is gone. Sickness and disease is gone. Loneliness and despair, rejection, resentment. They are done away with because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But wait a minute. What happens to the man that doesn't have the blood of Jesus Christ, that has not come to the cross of Jesus Christ? What happens to the woman, the child, the church, the nation? Without the blood of Christ applied to your life, the Bible says that the wrath of God abides on you. When you walk down the street, when you're in the mall, you're in the shopping center, you're in the shop right, the acme, wherever it is, and you walk by, look into the face of those people and recognize That if they have not been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, if they have not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they are abiding under the wrath of God. This is serious businesses that we are involved with. God has given to you and to me in the church of Jesus Christ the mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's so easy for us to get content. Well, I'm going to heaven, hallelujah. But look at the faces. Look at the people. And let your heart be broken. So, oh God, oh God, let the word of my testimony bring someone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 and verse 36 goes on. He says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. We can say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he that believeth not on the Son, the wrath of God abideth on him. That's not my message. That's the message of your father in heaven. That's the message of your father. Now, for some reason, we, we have this concept that when it's all over and done with, that, 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 you know, if you're not in the house, if you're not saved, if you're not washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, if you don't have a, a, vi- a vibrant relationship with him, there's going to be no second chances. I remember witnessing to a boss of mine that I had and, 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 and we, we went at it, he was Jewish, and we went at it for quite some time. And then he just sort of smiled and chuckled. He said, listen, he said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get onto that golden gate of heaven. And I'm going to swing back and forth until God gets fed up with me. He said, you, get in. That was his concept of being saved. He's going to swing on the golden gates until God tells him he can come in. Church, it's not going to happen that way. It's not going to happen that way. The greatest question in your life is not how you are doing financially. The greatest question in life is not how you're doing in your relationship. The greatest question of life is not what's happening on your Facebook page. See, I'm getting up there now. I tell you. The greatest question in your life. Do I know Jesus Christ? And is the blood of... Of his cross. Over the mantle of my soul. Do I know Jesus Christ? And is the blood. Of his cross. Over the mantle of my soul. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. This is what it says. And according to the law. Almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood. There is no remission of sin. Begin with the, with this Bible thought back in leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 it says the life is in the blood the life say it with me the life is in the blood physically speaking physically speaking you are you could say is is sort of an inanimate object My, my bones are stationary an elbow is an elbow today, it's gonna to be an elbow tomorrow. My knee is stationary. My muscles don't move around inside of me. In fact, my tendons don't move around inside of you. The only part that is moving inside of your body is your blood. Every 23 seconds, it makes a full circle. It brings nourishment and nutrients. And oxygen to every nerve and every cell in your body. The moment that your blood stops moving, you're dead. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're dead. That's what happens. The moment that your blood stops moving, you are dead. The point that I'm making here. Is that a bloodless theology is a dead theology. A bloodless church is a dead church. A bloodless a religion is, is a religious country club filled with religious people singing about a heaven that they're never going to get to. Because the only way there is by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the way you get to heaven, church. I don't want anyone in this room ever to walk. I say, well, I don't know how to get. Yes, you do. It's by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. He shed that precious blood for you. A bloodless testimony is a dead testimony. The Bible says it sounds like a, a, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And a bloodless prayer doesn't, doesn't accomplish much. It doesn't go very far. You see, today people are substituting the word of God and the principles of God. They, they have a positive thinking. Good thoughts are Wonderful. But c- good thoughts don't make you a better person. You, you know, you, you can go to hell thinking good thoughts. You, you're not saved by meditation. You're not saved by visualization. You're not saved by crystals. You're not saved by any of these things. All the latest buzzwords that come out of the world, they're all false. They're all erroneous. What saves the soul is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise in his house. We have power through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. What a statement. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The life, the life is the blood of Jesus Christ. And without that blood... Without the blood of Jesus Christ, really, we are empty. When you look at people in the world today and you see them. And they're empty. I, I marvel, I marvel, I marvel. You know, when you read the stories about the, the, the rich elite of our age and our time. The young stars, the people that have it all. Wealth, fame, money, houses, airplanes you name it they got it all and then they take their own life they take their own life i sit back and i say what? what 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 is this and when you begin to look at it you realize that things of this world do not satisfy they do not give you contentment they don't give you peace they don't give you joy they are flea- f- fleeing. they're here for a moment and then they're gone Church, Christian friend, if we do not have redemption through the blood, we have nothing to offer humanity. We have nothing to offer this world. When you think of all that's out there, if we don't have the blood of Jesus Christ. We can look somebody in the face, you can look somebody in the eyes and listen, the blood of Jesus Christ will change you. The blood of Jesus Christ will set you free. The blood of Jesus Christ will give you peace and joy and contentment as you walk with him. The symbolism that we practice in the communion service. It is symbolic. Symbolic. We don't believe in transubstantiation, but it is symbolic of the blood transfusion from the throne of God. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my blood. This is my blood of the New Testament. Drink ye all of it. Why? Why did Jesus say that? Because Adam's blood was poisoned with a deadly virus. Adam and Eve was in the garden. They ate of the forbidden fruit, and they came under judgment. And the fact is, That that deadly virus that Adam and Eve received by their rebellion against God in the Garden of Eden is the same virus that's inside of you and me. That's what the Bible says. The fact is that that deadly virus is passed from Adam to you and to me at birth. Unless somebody else came from somebody else. Not here from Adam. No, I think we're all I think we're all in unity on that. We all came from Adam. And that same deadly virus was passed from him to you, to me. Through one man did sin enter into the world, and that one man was Adam. That's what the Bible says. Through one man sin entered the world. Jesus Christ went to the cross so that his precious blood, the pure blood of God himself would cleanse your blood of this deadly virus. Did you get that? The pure blood of God himself flows through you and through me when you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That he sets us free. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. If you have not been to the cross for redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ, then I tell you, my dear friend, And we love you this morning, but I want you to know that deadly virus is still inside of you. And God looks at you as if you're already dead. Because you don't have an eternity. But only one of suffering. This is serious, serious things that we're talking about. We can get so glib about, you know, when I've been a Christian for a long time been a pastor for so many years, but I was born and basically born and raised in the church. And after a while, you, you, you get so comfortable with that. We don't see, we don't feel. Our hearts are not broken by what's happening around about us. The Bible says it this way, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, but he that believeth not is dead already and the wrath of God abideth on him. The only solution is a blood transfusion from the cross. That's what God says to you and to me. That's God's answer to the world that we're living in. But oh, I'm so thankful this morning. The answer has reality, has power, has the ability to take the broken, to take in the most vile of the vile and transform them and make them into a new creation. As the Word of God tells us, the old things have passed away and all things became new. Come on, give Him praise. There is an answer to what we see in the world it's the blood of Jesus Christ, it's the working of the cross. With all that we have. The foundation is still the same. It is the cross. The scarlet stream of blood that flows throughout the word of God. The scarlet stream of blood begins in the gardens of Eden. When God himself seeing Adam and Eve, they were naked because of their sin. He kills animals. He takes the skin to clothe Adam and Eve. What was the message? What was the point of that? Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The message was the innocent, the innocent animals had to die. They had to die for the guilty. Just as Christ, God's Lamb, died for the guilty on the cross of Calvary. He died for your guilt and for my guilt. He died for my sin. He he died for my transgressions. All the sin that ever has been, that ever will be, was placed on him. He bore it all. He bore it all. Come on, give him praise in his house this morning, church. He bore it all. The stream of blood continues. With Cain and Abel in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. By faith Abel offered an acceptable sacrifice. What was that acceptable sacrifice? It was a lamb. The acceptable sacrifice was a lamb. A lamb pleased God because the lamb is what God required. What? Why? It was a portrait of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who would die for you and die for me on the cross. Way back then, God was painting the picture He was setting it up. A lamb had to be slain. The scarlet stream of blood continues through centuries. Man move away from God until God finally calls calls at the end. And the flood comes and and, and Noah and his family are saved. and, And when Noah gets out of the ark, what does he do? He sacrifices animals. Blood once again is shed. After a period of time, once again, man falls away. God goes and finds Abraham. And he tells Abraham to go to Mount Moriah to take his son and to make a sacrifice. And when they get to the mountain, of course, God intercedes and there is a ram. But the blood of the ram was shed that day. As the stream of blood continues 400 years past joseph ends up in egypt as a slave and then through the workings of god the miraculous things he ends up to be the 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 prime minister of egypt he brings his family down into egypt and for 400 years they live there and at the end of 400 years they become slaves how were they set free by the shedding of blood you can read it in the bible a male lamb was to be taken and killed And his blood sprinkled upon the doorposts and the sides of the door. And the blood was to be be poured out on the base on the threshold. And literally that house became sealed by the by Lamb's blood. And therefore, when the death angel came. Now, it's one thing about the death angel. It was very interesting when I when I when I read this. God sends the death angel. The death angel's on a destroy mission. The death angel was looking to kill that's what he does he kills people if you were a jew and you didn't put the blood over your door guess what he came in and killed your firstborn no one was immune no one was set aside the only remedy that the jew that the people had was the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. That's why when we say, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, because the death angel saw the lamb's blood, and he knew that's the one place he could not go in, because he would be accountable to God. When God, the Father, places the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of your heart, over the doorposts of your home, when danger and death and despair and, and desperation come your way. It has to pass over you. He cannot enter you. Because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Come on. Give Him praise in His house. Hallelujah. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We have the blood that's been applied. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The New Testament picks up the theme. Jesus comes on the scene. John the Baptist sees him coming. He says, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. You see, the only thing a lamb could do was die. It's born to die. Oh, and, and and Jesus Christ was the spotless lamb of God without sin, pure and holy, destined from the foundations of the earth to die. We sing that old chorus, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left the crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow hallelujah hallelujah for the cross and the precious blood of the lord jesus christ that takes away every sin think about that my friend what sin are you still struggling with what is the enemy throwing into your face well do you remember then remember this remember when you said that you remember you kicked the neighbor's dog What is, the, what is the devil dang in front of you? Every time you start to get into God, he throws up your past. He throws up something that happened. Oh, hallelujah. When, when you come to the cross and you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, your sins are washed away. They're placed in the sea that has no bottom. Can you say amen, church? Hallelujah. We have been set free. At the Lord's Supper. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood. That's what Jesus said. That was shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Drink ye all of it. At Calvary, the Lamb of God was led to the slaughter. The scarlet stream of blood trickled from that cross down through the New Testament, through the book of Acts, through Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, all the way through the New Testament till you get to the book of Revelation. You open that book up and it says, unto him that loved us, Unto him that loved you and washed you from your sins in his own precious blood. And has made you kings and priests unto God. To him be glory and power and dominion. Wow. Wow. Do you hear what I said? He's made us priests and kings. Pastor, I don't feel like a king. I don't feel like that. let me give you a little story this is a good one pastor i love this story young fellow you know what needed extra money was do our jobs he would go around finding anybody he could do our job one day he was riding along and he saw a flea not a flea market but a a, a yard sale he pulled over and went and walked around and he found a motorcycle an old Harley davison beat up, dented scratched you know just just all messed up he looked at it and looked at it he was pretty handy. He could not fix anything. He said to the old guy on the, pla- uh, 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 on, on the patio, is the motorcycle for sale? The old guy says, yep, 30 bucks. You buy it, you keep it. He said, well, maybe, maybe I could get this thing to work. So he bought the motorcycle. He put it on his truck, took it home. A few weeks, he began to work on it. He began to take it apart to see if we could get it fixed. Finally, he, 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 he had to take it apart. He called the Harley-Davidson people in town and said, listen, I got an old bike. I need some parts. The guy said, what's the serial number? So he went and gave him the serial number. The guy typed it in the in the computer, and then the voice went silent. He said, "Listen." He said, "He said, son, give me your name and address." The kid got scared. He said, maybe the bike was stolen. They're going to come after me for it, you know? He said, "No, no, no." He said, "Good thing, good thing. Give me your name Alan, and telephone number. Somebody will call you tomorrow." said, so he did. Sure enough, you got a telephone call. A very authoritative voice was on the phone. "This is so and so. I'm the vice president at Harley Davidson. I understand you have one of our bikes." He, uh, he said, "Yes, I do." He said, "Would you take a screwdriver and go and take the seat off the bike?" He said, "Sure." Took the seat and he said, "All right, does it say anything on the seat?" And the kids look. it said, "Doesn't say nothing." Well, turn it over. He turned it over. He wiped it. He said, does it say anything? He said, "Yes." What does it say? He says, "It says the king loved Priscilla." He said, "Young man, I've been authorized to offer you three hundred thousand dollars for that bike. Today, that bike sits in Jay Leno's garage. He paid a half a million for it, but it was still broken. It was still scratched." It was, still, it, it, it was still rusty. It couldn't run. Everything was wrong. But because it belonged to the king, it had value. When you come to Jesus Christ, you belong to the king of kings and lord of lords. You have value. Hallelujah. You are special in the sight of God. Don't put yourself down. Don't walk away. You have value because you belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords. Hallelujah. The sacred blood continues rolling through the ages and dispensations of time. The crimson stream of blood is flowing through this church today, my dear friends. It can change you. It can redeem you. It can heal you. It can deliver you. It can transform you. It will help you to reach your destiny in God. It will bring you to a power and a a protection that you've never known before. And it's by and through that supernatural life that is given by and through Jesus Christ. The supernatural power of God is and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Will you bow your heads with me this morning? Whatever you're struggling with, my dear friends, you have the power of God at your disposal. If you know Jesus, I'd like to speak to more of those that don't know the Lord. You're not sure about Jesus this morning. You, you, you know about him, but you've never confessed him. You've never received him. I'm thankful to say that God loves you. He has a plan for you. His, his blood will wash you whiter than the snow. But he's waiting for you to make that decision. He's waiting for you to say yes to him. He's waiting for you to respond to him and say, Lord, I, I, I need that power in my life. I, I need that cleansing in my life. I need your forgiveness in my life. He's right there. He's waiting for you He has a plan for you. He loves you, but he can't intercede until you let him. That's the way God works He will not burst into your life Without you asking him And so this morning I counted a privilege to give you the opportunity I counted a privilege to pray with you the prayer a prayer of forgiveness a prayer of salvation a prayer of repentance where you can receive Jesus Christ and experience the cleansing power of Jesus in your life. Heads about, eyes are closed. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ and pray that prayer. Now, this is a great church. It has nothing to do with church, nothing to do with religion. This has everything to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything to do with your relationship with Him. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you want to pray that prayer and receive Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior and experience the cleansing power of His precious blood. Now, maybe some of you wandered off. You drifted away. You need to respond this morning also. Yes, I need to get back. I need to get back. I need that touch of God on my life. And so in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you'd like to receive Jesus. If you'd like to get back into relationship with him. He's here. He loves you. He died for you. He shed his precious blood for you. And he's waiting now for you to respond. If you'd like to pray that prayer of forgiveness and receive Jesus this morning, would you raise your hand? Do it right now. Slip it up. Anyone here this morning, slip it up. Yes, God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Slip it up. Let God know that you want him in your life. Yes, you would put that hand down. Praise you, Jesus. Anyone else? This morning, the challenge also that God would give the church. Isn't it the time that you walked in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? Isn't it the time that you took your place and took your stand? In the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning. And you say, Pastor, I really want to stand for Jesus. I really want to be used by Jesus. I want his blood to flow through me in in a dimension that I've never known before. I make myself available. If that's you, you slip up your hand. Let God know it this morning. Yes. God bless you. God bless your hands. Will you stand with me this morning? Let us stand together. Hallelujah Praise you Jesus Hallelujah I'd like everyone to repeat this prayer For that one that raised their hand this morning That will stand in unity with them Repeat this prayer with me Dear Jesus I ask you To forgive me Of my sins I receive you As my Lord And my Savior I thank you For washing me In the precious blood of your Son, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am saved. I've been set free. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. Would you raise a hand this morning? Raise a hand to heaven this morning and repeat with me. Dear God, I ask you... To once again set your power free in my life, in my testimony, in my walk, Lord, in my knowledge, in my love for you and your kingdom. Give me a greater burden for the lost and dying. Use me, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen and Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. There we go. Amen. Can you give Pastor Fogel uh, your thanks again? Bless the Lord. Amen. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart, rolled away